2: Hello and welcome to the RAW review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Daddy Boys of What Culture. Michael Hanford and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Mandana Rao. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review RAW but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Show! AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bigger quiz, of course, on wrestling. As I said, they're joined by a handful of to review last night's Raw and the beginnings, I suppose, on the road to SummerSlam.
0: Yeah, I thought this was a good show. Um, I thought it was helped tremendously. Some by more ex- <laughs> Some more enthusiastic. Well, <laughs> the Baltimore crowd did, so I can too. Um, I wa- this wasn't like a blow-away edition of... Table-setting. It was table setting. I still think, you know, this is an old conversation at this point, but do we can't have blow-away roles. They're three hours. Like, something will die, um, either because of the length of the show or, in this case, because of the mm. depth of the division, which was pathetic. Um, <laughs> But otherwise, a really great show. There are more stories I'm into and characters I'm into than I'm not, and they were featured prominently here. I feel good about SummerSlam card, as I did coming out of Money in the Bank, and genuinely, and WWE don't do this very often, and they should because it reminds you that, like with AEW pay-per-views, these events are supposed to mean something, and the improvement of the PLEs hasn't yet had a knock-on effect on the television. It hasn't made you feel like, ah, oh, there were consequences, there were actions, there were things on Saturday or Sunday that matter now, and we're actually moving forward, we're developing. And obviously, we're going to get to the, you know, the big one. We'll be on SmackDown off the back of the Usos Roman Reigns thing. Mm-hmm. But there was plenty here as well. Like the next step in make like these PLEs have been pretty much great all year. But the next step in making them feel even better is having them have consequences. And things that actually matter mm. moving forward on the roles of SmackDowns afterwards. I was I was sports entertained by the majority of this. When I watched this show,
1: I wasn't particularly electrified. My problems with the the presentation and production mm. and the scripting are, you know, well well established <laughs> at this point. But when I watched the show, my first thought was Hamlets probably really enjoying watching. Which is <laughs> <laughs> to say, WWE fans probably really enjoyed this show. Yeah. I'll tell you what, like, you know, I uh, there were matches here that were strongly elevated by a crowd that was not dead.
2: Mm. Mm. Well, let's start at the beginning of the show, because it opens with the uh, World Heavyweight Champion, Seth Rollins, coming out. It
0: remains great in every arena to hear the fans singing, that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It welcomes everyone to Monday Night Rollins.
2: Uh, and sort of gives a run-through of the paper, if you didn't see it. Premium live event, sorry. Jey Uso pinning Roman Reigns, gets a nice reaction. He's also wrestled on that show, by the way. I beat Finn Balor. Um, SummerSlam's five weeks away, but before he can go any further, here comes Cody Rhodes. He's there, he's in his gear, and he goes to do the whole, so what do you guys want? But before he can even get through that, Brock Lesnar returns And well, they pick up where they left off, basically. Uh, Cody runs down the ramp to brawl with Lesnar. and They get into the ring and Cody gets the better of him. Hits a Cody cutter and Lesnar bails, sort of nodding of, you win this one. We all sort of assumed that once they'd got Money in the Bank out of the way and the epic feud with Dominic Mysterio, this is
0: exactly what Cody would be doing next. Yeah, there was a dumb urgency to this. I really appreciate it. WWE is stupid. Fundamentally, at would call it is stupid. Wrestlers come out and they introduce, Correct. They introduce <laughs> it. They, <laughs> they introduce the to detected. the show with like a bunch of exposition. There's no like sense that this is a workplace where wrestlers come to work, if anything, a lot of the time. And Seth, after the fact, kind of showed this. They come here to not work. Mm. So what is it they come here to do? And yet... Cody Rhodes, you want to believe, is one of the few guys that comes to work. He comes to do the work and finish stories and all that sort of stuff. And you're like, oh, what was he going to say to Seth Rollins? And was he thinking, well, if Brock won't answer me, I guess I'm just going to have to move on to other business. But then Brock did answer him. And then all of a sudden we've got this brawl on and uh, Cody's been given the last word on it, which is nice because it does put them on an even keel going into SummerSlam, which I think is really important. Mm. You could easily look at this feud and think, ah, it's 1-1, but it's just been banana skins all the way for Cody Rhodes. It's not. This is going to be who's the better man. And I think this segment was there to highlight that to you. Like Brock walking away and taking the L tonight. Tells me that SummerSlam is, like, Cody's ripped the thing off now. There's no injured arm anymore. It's going to be both 900% who's actually better. And they're going to do, like, a stipped-up rematch, aren't they? They will do. And I just think in terms of WWE's, and it is typically quite drab trilogy booking. Sid so right to point out the trilogies over the years are not memorable. They just happen because they've got three shows to fill. Mm. But the final, final payoff to this is the best version of itself. Fully fit. Who's the better man? Like, Brock will get one of these in another couple of weeks. There'll be, a, there'll be a a ball rope or something that magically appears by ringside that, you know, causes the need for it to be a stipulation. But I think these are the best versions of them going into the match. I like the brawl. Urgent. They've obviously got physical chemistry.
1: They haven't really begun to explore it, but that infuriates me because that's kind of by design. It's always like pretext, pretext. Get two matches before the third. But, you know, I... I, I such on a curve. I've got faith that the third one will deliver. Yeah. Because I've seen glimpses of the fact that these two can really work together. That goddamn air bump from the cutout on Brock's part, by the way. Oh, my God. So great. Um, I like how they subverted it and Cody didn't get his complete ass kicked for once. <laughs> I tell you what, though, I did not like even the insinuation that Cody would go for that belt. Yeah, because he said in the press conference, yeah, it's, that's not finishing my story. So I thought, exactly, what are you doing out here? It's become the real litmus test of what, wwe is prepared to do as a bold storytelling concern for me will they actually
0: finish the story we've got the longest standing good breeze bet on the board at the moment haven't we Sid, about which belt cody's gonna win yeah because like you were so convinced as soon as seth toy belt got introduced it was like i'm just gonna give him that one No, <laughs> like i still think they're gonna like cody seems to be trying to talk them out of having him go near it like in every press, i have a lot of respect for it but uh it's not real like He's
1: trying to manifest it whether he ha- holds any significant power in this discussion. Look, uh, Meltzer reported that the main event is still for WrestleMania 40, it's still pitched to be um, uh, Cody versus Roman for the UWU, whatever, the, whatever <laughs> it's called. Well, the, uh, the, uh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what was he going to say, mm-hmm. Seth? What does that look like if, in fact, it's not interrupted? It just illuminates that this world title is a stupid idea. Would Cody have said, It's obviously not the one I want, but you're doing a good job with it, so I want it anyway. Mm. Or would he have lied and just said a world title means
0: I finish the story? Like what does that look like? We're gonna get back to this as well, aren't we? I sense that Cody will finish up with Brock and then this will be revisited, or Seth will ask the question out loud. What it, it was nice to see, you, Cody. What was what was your business with me, and we never got to it. Like oh, i would okay, forgotten about. I, I don't know. I think it's Cody stuff. I think that I think this will come back around. All oh, right. Okay. And then I am interested in to see exactly how Cody, the snake oil salesman, sells me on it's this word one. It's salad,
1: one way or the other, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so we go to a break
2: after that and come back and Seth Rollins is still in the ring uh, and uh, he sort of goes, oh, oh, bloody hell, that was all about. Who's going to be the next person in line? Um, and he can't get much further before he's interrupted by three quarters uh, of a group. Um, no Finn Balor, but there was Damien Priest, Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley. And of course,
0: they're in the f***ing judgment day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh and Rhea's like enough out of you seth um seth's immediately everyone's here to see us seth's immediately like well it's not all of you there like, he's like finn's fine he's absolutely fine but we're just just it's just the three of us right now um and damien priest is like don't worry about our business the only thing you need to be worrying about is this the money in the bank briefcase because he's send your money in the bank of course uh And Seth's like, yeah, I've kind of got experience with this. I know how all this works. Um, You know, cash in anywhere, anytime. It could happen even tonight. Um, And Damien Priest, I think, actually says that and says, maybe I'll do it after uh, I beat Shinsuke Nakamura in a minute. Um, Maybe then I'll become world champion. And Seth says, yeah, this is where he says, oh, that sounds all well and good. But you've got a slight issue. The champ needs to be kind of down and out from my experience. And I'm fresh as a daisy. I ain't got a match. So I'm off out on the piss, basically. And... Uh, Priest says, uh, you know, you talk about being the man of opportunity. Why don't you fight one of the Judgment Day? Why don't you give an opportunity to Dominic? Uh, and Rhea's like, yeah, uh, I've already, I'm defending my title tonight. And I thought, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you give Dom Dom a fight? And Dom tries to say something. Well, Dirty
1: Dom now. Dirty Dom, yeah.
2: sorry. Uh, Bit rubbish. But the uh, crowd. iteration alliteration, though. Slightly more believably, the crowd drowns him out on the rest of this show. Rather than the normal. Because they yeah. actually do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so eventually Rhea has to speak for him. He wants Seth tonight. Seth says, sounds like a trap this. Mm. Uh, but I'm, I can't wait to slap Dom's moustache off his face. Dom's moustache is very similar to sort of my moustache, I think it's <laughs> fair to say. Uh, going to let the crowd, the crowd decide. They all want to see it. So he accepts the challenge for the main event of the evening.
0: Good. I uh, really, really like what's going on with the judgment day at the moment. Super into it. Uh, I've been super into them from the start, but I like, I I know there's this idea that like, oh, they're kind of, they're a hot group, why do you need to have them splitting up when you've got another stable thing going on with the bloodline? But this feels different enough to me, yeah. and I think it's one of the success, one of the many things that have been cool about the Judgment Day is that there's never really been an outright leader, and they've all been able to develop within the group. Damien Priest has had, like on the surface, the least development, but I think that's driving it now, this Bad Bunny feud onwards has given him agency that he's never had before. And, I don't know, I think that's like, I think that's made this feel quite fresh. Like, Rhea and Dom stuff is good. The joke is wearing thin, but it's not completely worn out. So it's probably the right time to be taking this off in a different direction. This is all right.
1: This is every Raw beginning I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yes. It was. Uh,
0: and then we
2: got the match between uh, Damien Priest and Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, and Nakamura gets control early on and then just gets punched right in the face by Damien Priest, and they spill to the outside, uh, Nakamura gets dropped on his back across the guardrail, and that takes us to a picture-in-picture, picture. When we come back, uh, Nakamura takes back over, hits that nice sliding German suplex whilst Priest in the ropes, and... Flirts briefly with Rhea Ripley. Um, Nakamura hits a, lee- a knee from the second rope. Fires up, uh, but Priest just nails him with a short-arm clothesline. Hits South of Heaven, one, two, three. Good stuff, this.
0: I thought this was a massive over-delivery. I'm really into Priest this week. Uh, it's just like... It's... what? And, uh, honestly. Is that because there's a press conference? I was just doing the press conference. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, match of the year with Nakamura. Soa. Like, honestly, <laughs> like... Honest, like Priest has really got something for me at the moment. Um, it's There's this thing in WWE, isn't there, where you get, uh, we've handed you the ball, kid. you got to run with it. And it's like, can they really run with it? It's up to how you book them. It's yeah. always up to how you book them. They can have the match after, like match of the year every single night. It wouldn't make a difference if you're not booking them. But they're booking them with conviction, that money in the bank briefcase. How many times have it been like, right, we can just pin you every week now. Yes. You've got that. And they're not going in that direction. I will say this. You can, imma- you can well imagine Triple H thinking, that's stupid, dad. Like, about that specific thing that he's done for years, this trope of, like, right, now they can lose every single week. That's really, really dumb. Triple H understands how important it is to win and win and win and win if you want to get somebody over. Because that was the only way it got him over, 20 years ago. (laughs) So, like, I assume they're going to show that kind of faith in Damian Priest. Nakamura's been getting these reactions in quiet buildings. Do fans think the draft is real? Like, the, the, oh, we're going to money, Night Raw and we've got Nakamura. Like, the, it's, I don't know where this has come from. Mm. He's working up to it a little bit. He seemed to fit in Money in the Bank. Like yeah. This Nakamura try era is quite a nice one. <laughs> because even though they're beating him, it's not like he's winning these matches or he's not come out at the other end of that whatever the hell that Bronson Reed thing was. Yeah. Was like, with any sort of extra new momentum. But he just seems to be in the mood for it. Are they, are they booking towns near sort of surf spots? Maybe well, that's it. They weren't doing that on SmackDown. Possibly. Now. Maybe he's just getting like <laughs> more time with the ocean. But i yeah, Baltimore. really pleasantly surprised.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Body he, he less more like.
0: Oh, my
1: God. Don't Go get on. me started on that. Got him. This was a nice little TV match <laughs> in which Nakamura was slightly more up for turning himself inside out for a clothesline. Yes. Yeah. Didn't quite feel as uh, through the motion as a lot of his work. I've realized, you know, Triple H has done such a good job with Dominic Mysterio, absolute useless tosser with a far more talented woman getting him over. (laughs) Sees a lot of himself in Dominic Mysterio.
0: Priest is going to be a very discussed guy, I think, in the next six months because there's going to be plenty of conversation, and there'll be some of it with merit that he's just not got it. Like he's a very, very WWE project guy. I'm into it right now, but I'm really keen to see how this goes because there's going to be weeks where they're duds or they're silent or just we've seen this already with his like NXT run, his up and down main roster run. So I think he's going to be a contentious wrestler over the next few months. Damien Priest, possibly like his
1: attitude and swagger and just general confidence at that press conference, his way of just like owning the room. If Mm. you like, again, I think they've done a good job with the Judgment Day on WWE TV. But under Vince, under Triple H, under Vince and Triple H, or whatever's going on, there is still that gulf wherein the wrestlers that's presented on television, it's just still so synthetic compared to what you see in these other settings. Mm. Why can't they just do better? So to be fair, yeah, in that press
2: conference, he was he was all everyone could talk about, aside from the fact that no one had any questions for you, Sky, apparently. Come on, let a proper wrestling journalist do it, come on. <laughs> so we recap Shayna Baszler uh, turning on Ronda Rousey at Money in the Bank and the tag titles and what have you, and Rousey storms out. But before she can get into get your ass out here and explain yourself, Shayna Baszler comes out and says, we're all tired of hearing you try to talk on a microphone. Well, straight out of the gate then, okay. Yeah. Um, Rousey says, you need to explain why you did this. I'm owed an explanation. And Baszler's like, oh, I'm the reason you got into... This business... So I owe you nothing. Uh, I scratched and clawed and... <laughs> uh, the only thing I owe anyone is an apology for bringing you into... This business... Um, and so, said, what are you talking about? We worked together to become champions again, Baszler's like, no. You weren't there building rings in front of 30 people having to fill out applications. You just walked straight in and went straight uh, to WrestleMania. because uh, she's I'll- a star. Shayna Baszler says, I love... This business... Um, you've ruined it for me. Uh, the only thing I owe you is classic WWE. Yeah, people say this in, in arguments, don't they? I'm gonna, I hate you. and I, You know what I owe you? The sobering reality that someone's here to finally shut you up.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, don't the- skip over the Bronson Reed vignette oh, Good God, no. Oh, I- my God.
2: It was the worst. Do you want to talk about it now, actually? Bronson Reed? Because I
1: can't remember. I don't know if I've written it Are down. You- I think I just wrote
2: Bronson Reed video. Bad. What uh, was he talking about?
0: He, there was a point where he said, like, uh, take a seat at the buffet of destruction or <laughs> something like
1: that. It was this kind of WWE word salad yeah. of I am unchangeable or invincible. or yeah. And he was like, you know, I'm a nice guy. I don't like doing this, but nonetheless, I will carve out a path of wreckage. And <laughs> all of this stupid thing. Like an, remember, what was the ocean of inexperience? Yeah. <laughs> remember that? I, Something to do with NXT there. Yeah. Uh, This stuff with Shayna and Ronda was over, at
2: least. Mm, Yeah.
1: The verbiage was terrible. The
2: only thing I owe you... Like, the only thing I owe you is a punch in the face, maybe. The only thing I owe you is the sobering reality that there's someone here to finally shut you up.
0: Imagine if you did. (laughs) Imagine if you did the apology rug pull while you were having, like, an argument with your other half. All right, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry Mm. being such a dickhead about everything. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah,
2: this has fixed it. Rousey kicks Baszler because Baszler's still on the apron. Clotheslines are on the outside. Goes to choke her out, but Baszler counters, puts her in an ankle lock. Rousey gets to the ropes and like, oh, thank God that's over. And so uh, Shayna Baszler hits her with a big running knee and just storms off whilst Rousey says, get back here. Either
1: the, the worst WWE trope of scratch and claw. Um the stupid word salad that nobody ever says in real life. And I hate it as well that I was doing this while you were doing that, and I was doing this while you were doing that. And it's like, don't illustrate that one person's a star and you're not. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, just tell better stories. And what's uh, funny about this one is that I guarantee you there'll be no cool twists here. There'll be no, like, really interesting angles or whatever. They've established the premise Shayna Baszler feels like she was taken for granted and worked hard where the entitled Ronda Rousey walked in. They've established a premise. Watch. That's all you'll get in terms of storytelling. They'll brawl. They'll probably repeat the premise at various points before the blow-off match at SummerSlam. This is it. Cue video package and do a match. That will probably not go over in the stadium.
2: I think think they should add one final wrinkle to it. Obviously, they've got a history in MMA, a history in fighting, uh, Michael Sidwick, and I think what they could actually do is snatch a talent from AEW uh, and put them on Telly here, and really, really get one over on TK. So I think you know, Shayna Baszler can say, you know, you think you know everything. Well, I've got, I've got someone here from your past, and they bring in Mickey Gooch. Thoughts? It's the Gooch. I miss the
1: Gooch. I so uh, hated the Gooch more than anything. Yeah. yeah. You've got. Mike
2: Tyson there. I don't care about him either. You've got team. Henry Cejudo, a like, multiple time world champion in MMA. But it's time for the
0: Gooch to take center stage, baby. A segment reeked of desperation. Oh, I know? hate it so much. Like,
1: was it like after double or nothing as well? Aye, when they went at all d- desperate.
0: Tyson had had the TNT, he'd fallen asleep on the TNT <laughs> yeah. title during the Cody Hawk. <laughs> like how exciting the- this, this match is! And then he was sticking around so Jericho could do his. I'm Steve Austin in a way. We we're kind of the last guys to do this segment
2: 20 years ago. What did you think of the Rousey uh, Baszler stuff?
0: I thought it was a pretty over babyface yeah. promo for the woman that turned heel on Saturday. <laughs> um, look, I don't know. Sid's right, hundred percent premise, nothing match. Uh, I kind of want to because Ronda's leaving. I'd really like to see Shane a monster. Yeah, like NXT well. style monster. Like, she just took another pinfall to Liv Morgan, having been choked out by her. Just have Shane, like, Shayna Bay's is absolutely killer on the pay-per-view and don't even try to pretend that it's going to be competitive. She's out, she's done, this run's been a a disaster. Break her arm? Yeah, break her arm, the old elbow stomp.
1: Something worse than a disaster. I get where you're coming from. I think this is a unique opportunity for WWE to present a different type of match than they'll ever do ever again. So I wouldn't mind this going about 12 minutes, to be honest. Mm. But I see the merit in Hamford's pitch as well.
0: Or oh, they put him in, like, a lion's den. Uh, oh,
1: my God. Not, not
0: the street
1: pit. Five five pit. Five
0: pit the, kid, the Ken Shamrock. Lions Give den. the Ken Shamrock.
1: Um,
2: we go backstage, uh, and not for the first time. I wish I was Otis. Because Maxine Dupree's got him in a headlock. And uh, here comes Chad Gable. Uh, asks if she's ready for her first match. She's sick of the Viking Raiders underestimating her and, and underestimating Chad Gable's coaching ability and considering it, what the date is. Gable's very, very patriotic. He's he's ready to give the uh, the Viking Raiders a dose of patriotism. And God bless the United States. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, we follow that with tag team turmoil. Really? No, you sure you don't want to? Please. So it was... It seems to get criticised, though. Yes, it was.
1: <laughs> it, when does. They, yeah, well, they, it does. They, they, they Not do, just for the performances, either.
2: Yeah, they bring out the new champs, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. They sit ringside to watch this. And I was sat there thinking,
1: Ooh, this division's pretty thin on the
2: ground right now. I was like... Oh, there's the alarm for bad booking, if you can hear that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: because they, out comes, out comes uh, Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green. I was like, okay, they're a team. And then if you just said, right, pause, what do you think is another possible tag team? I'd have said, Carter and what they call Chance now. Yeah. And that would have been the end of my <laughs> sentences. And apparently that was the end of WWE's as well, because, oh boy, um, they had... Uh, Candice Lorraine Indy Hartwell and the and were, oh, really awkward bit where Nikki Cross he's crazy again was like well we'll be partners won't we She's she was like no
0: be with Indy instead um, are you still doing that I can't believe I it. can't believe they picked that one back up I'd assume that was dropped forever I just the sentimental faces coming out first and just getting beaten like a drum. Pathetic losers. Uh, abs- <laughs> like are just the
1: biggest losers you've ever seen in your entire life. 2003 how, Triple H stuff this was. How could you possibly care about these two? they oh, might reform. No one knows who they are. Yeah. <laughs> treating them like absolute geeks. Candice Ray,
2: right, yeah, just Mr. Moonsault. And then uh, DeVille just need Candice and one.
0: Is me thinking like Dexter Loomis is the murderer? Triple H just killed these guys ten times over. <laughs> like, it's just Where is Loomis? Pathetic. Who cares? I don't uh, know. What I mean, either I'm just asking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then, then I'll just
2: run through all the results, and then you can bury this quite rightly. Nikki Cross and Emma, you know those two best mates. Yeah. They come out next, um, which I suppose they. I mean, technically they partially explained it because Nikki Cross was going to tag with Candace, and she's like, "Oh well, I'll go with whoever's closest to me right now." Emma, um, but good for Emma, eh? Like walking backstage. Nikki Cross is in, uh, just far too busy being concerned with Candice Raven if she's all right. Um, so Emma has to fight two on one. So she gets battered and beaten. Then it was time for the other, you know, the team that has such a storied history together Tegan Knox and Dana Brooke. <laughs> what? Oh, God. Uh, they get beat. And then <laughs> Carter and Chance, who I thought, well, they'd be a good, you know, they're the best tag team. To face the new tag champs, but then it'd be a babyface versus babyface affair, so that can't work. And they can't come in last and beat a team who are just running the gun. Uh, they literally did the opposite of this with Pretty Deadly yeah. on SmackDown. But um, thankfully, they didn't win either because uh, Chanter Carter went for the after party, Deville broke it up, chinned one of them, I think, when they went through the ropes, and uh, uh, Chelsea Green hit the un- unpretty her for the victory.
1: Can we please cease and desist with the idea that Triple H knows how to book just because Roman Reigns is the most broad actor imaginable and people can look at him in his face and go, oh, my God, how can you not tell that he's telling a story? It's really quite obvious what the story is. Oh, Oscar. Oscar. It when you say broad, is that like how many categories he could be nominated for? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. <laughs> oh, my, like, oh, my God, Triple H can't book. This is pathetic. This is so bad. Like, does he like the people that he promoted from NXT or not? Mm. Has he got a real cruel buyer's remorse from all of this? Oh, bringing them back, bringing them back, bringing them back, because he hates them all. He hates them all, and it's like... It's punishment booking,
0: mm. isn't it? I it's either
1: pure incompetence or punishment booking. What's Candice LeRae done wrong?
0: Well, it's hard to have, like, the... The base level of most talent that make it to Raw SmackDown now, because we still see a lot of like very, very developmental matches on NXT, and mm. it's like, oh, that's why this is happening here. You just do not get that. You don't get the um the Bradshaw Jackie Gator type
1: yeah, they were disaster. They were blown spots our hour. They didn't know who the legal woman was in the first no. one. Like they try to do the young bucks flip into the um neck breaker onto the knee. God knows what happened. Oh there. my god. This was a disaster. And then yeah. you got the Caden. <laughs> Caught a katana chance to try to do the double flip and she just slipped on the ropes. Like
0: I thought she was seriously injured. Like not to it's just, draw.
1: This this fell apart.
0: Yeah, this was. I think I thought I was going to say. Like from a booking point of view, <laughs> I think
2: if it, if it fell apart, it'd have to start by being held together. This never is sh- true.
0: This is true. I think this was up there as like this should be in the conversation for worst matches of the year because the execution was poor throughout. The booking was even worse, and I think it was Murray I was talking to about this. We a don't
1: heel clean sweep and a yeah. gauntlet.
0: Like, we don't really have at the moment. Triple H doesn't have it in him to do... He probably does, but he doesn't often have it in him to do something as bad as um, Bobby's Sisters or Bailey, This Is Your Life. That's proper late-era Vince stuff. Like, 15 minutes television. What are we watching here? This is appalling. This is his. Yeah. This division's a mess. It's a mess that he's made and failed to clean up more than once, and the match was bad. Horribly agented. Like, horribly worked, but I I don't... an element of sympathy with the wrestlers because they're being thrown out there to try and add depth to a division that has none. They,
2: well, wait a second, I've just realised, you have got a tag team that could have easily slipped into this and been the best number one contenders. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, where the hell were they? Probably
1: glad they, to be kept out of it. They have
2: everything.
1: <laughs> like this is horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Heels doing a clean sweep and a gauntlet. Like, treating Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville... Like they are Brock Lesnar doing a rumble. <laughs> <laughs> like you've killed an or I don't. I, how can you kill that which is already dead? Yeah. It's that South Park line from the Warcraft episode. It's really good. Like how can you kill that which has no life? <laughs> <laughs> Triple H did it. I don't understand. This is like this is one of those like weird achievements where it's like if anything I'm impressed by how bad this was. How can you take a division <laughs> that is the worst in all of pro wrestling, like? Mm -hmm. and make it significantly worse and kill anything that you might theoretically be able to do in the future. Like Candice LeRae's got real talent, but it's getting to a point now where I've forgotten. Mm. And I'm now thinking it's gone. You've got your babyface team who you've kind of just promoted this year. It kind of half pushed, half not. And they can't stop the heel clean sweep. And you're going to be expected to care about them in a, tag, in a title match that will have none of the associations of prestige or drama or, like, stakes of a championship match the next time they have Carter and Chance work the heel. It's absolutely, like, terrible. The Rays are a particular thing
2: for me because I think we all looked when... I'm not sure they were on wrong shows, obviously, or were they? I don't know. I don't know where people were before. I barely, barely know where people are now. But when Rhea Ripley won that title... I immediately thought Rhea versus Candice is legitimately a really good move because Candice is a very pure white meat babyface and Rhea Ripley's Rhea Ripley. And it's a great, she's not going to win. She's not going to take the title off her. But now if you book that, I'd be like, can we have Natalia back actually?
0: Well, <laughs> you would have to book that as a squash for it to be convi- right, right now. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't go straight to that. Chance and Carter, like, yeah, coming in last and losing. It's such a terrible look. As is like doing the high spot that comes off well to show that they're like more together than the rest of these teams, and they're like b- horribly botching the next one. Like I'm not like you don't draw attention to botches just yeah, for the sake of it. Did it one really cool? This was tools, it. So yeah. they got the cool one, but then it's like it's, it's dead again. Like and that kind of sometimes matches feel cursed and jinxed and all the rest of it. This is all of it. This is cursed jinx and bad. So it's it's everything like worst case scenario. The commentators were doing that thing, and this is for the heels, which is doesn't make sense, or it's at least counterintuitive. You can't like. Put over. They're still in there. They're really going for it because the whole thing's gone like six minutes. So you can't say Mm. they've been out there a long time. Like you're almost baby facing the heels by saying it's a struggle because it wasn't a struggle. There's matches, there's singles matches that went on longer on this card. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like Tegan Knox, there was an air of optimism around her when she returned. Dead, gone. Dana Brooke is an intentional laughing stock on NXT because of booking like this. And yet it's still happening. Why didn't she work
2: in NXT tonight? I thought she said to that. Thingy backstage. Oh, when I'm better,
1: I'll face you.
0: Yeah, she's better, so she's going to work tonight and lose again. What? Like what? No wonder they were chanting "tap" on NXT. She's a loser on television. What are we doing here? And then she's like, "You
1: cannot book, and you will never be able to tell me otherwise."
0: She's gone on Twitter and saying, "All right, I get it, I suck." And it's like, well, if we're watching what we're seeing as real, you do. Mm. Your boss is telling us that you do. Like the results are telling us that you do. This is why. Like, well, it's another reason why wrestlers on Twitter fundamentally doesn't really work. Yeah, but like that's what you've been presented with over and over and over again
1: absolutely bobbins yeah
2: Let's move on because uh, it's time for Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus to get into it and Ugh. the absolute roasting of an entire audience. Uh, Becky Lynch comes out says, The man's come round to Baltimore, but I didn't bloody win at Money in the Bank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
2: But um, she, she doesn't care about that. She wants to deal with bloody Trish Stratus. Let's finish this right here, right now. Can't think of a better time and place. Out comes Stratus. She's got her head down. She's got the hat covering her face. but Because she reveals the return of that infamous face-slash-nose guard of hers because she smashed her face off a ladder in Money in the Bank, basically. Uh, And she says, Lynch, you broke my face. Uh, And I'm yet still I'm prettier than each and every one of you, even in this mask. Uh, In fact, actually, you all need one. Um, But unfortunately, as much as you like to kick Becky's ass... Uh, she's not medically cleared, so she can't fight. So Becky's like, All right, I'll just fight Zoe Stark instead then. Uh, and Trish is like, well, no one's better than me. <laughs> and Zoe has to be a bit like, huh? well, fair enough, you're stress stratus. Um, you know, maybe one day Zoe will be better than me, thanks to my tutelage, but currently no one's better than me. I'm goaded. Um, and Becky's like, well, you only beat me through dodgy means of the Z360 and Zoe Stark's involvement. Um, if, you know, if Zoe wants to get better, maybe she should try and go through me um, because we all know you're not going to be around that much longer, Trish. She's just here to get some glory, rub up against the big time, pimp out whatever magazine she's on, uh, and then who cares what happens to Zoe Stark? What are you going to do? Hire her for your yoga studio. Uh, How's what, that been?
0: Maybe. What? Yeah, maybe. That's a good line of income. <laughs> yeah. we yeah. get healthcare. And it's up in Canada. Like, there's a <laughs> happy Independence Day and all that, but Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: Why are you even still here if you don't want to fight? Uh,
1: I was doing yoga being a heel.
2: I was saying things to say it. (laughs) Trish says, I'm here because I'm the face of the division that I built and I gave relevancy to. Um, You'd hate it won't. You bloody hated it when we were walking around backstage and people would come up to me and say, thank you. Sick of it, you were. Uh, They say nothing to you. Zoe's going to break your bloody face. And then she walks, storms answering, come on, Zoe, let's kick her ass. Let's have a bare knuckle fight. But Trish says, actually, it's half past nine on a Monday night. I've got a doctor's appointment. Uh, but keep your calendar open, uh, maybe for next week. Oh, yeah, sorry. We're not going to fight here. Baltimore. more. All right, like Balty less. One
1: of the worst things I've ever heard in my f***ing life. Loved it. Good, good stuff. It's good stuff. Absolutely f-ing stupid, right? <laughs> Balti- Note to self,
2: every week when we do the Raw Preview, Remind me to look up what the name of the town yeah. is to see if we can do
0: some more like that. Like Old not, York. There's four president. <laughs> presidents. Four presidents. Mount Rushless. less. Anything.
1: <laughs> City I wish would go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's absolutely terrible. i tell you what, right? This is and it continues to be rubbish. This program is absolutely rubbish. I understand that for once. is actually just a triple H. In direct contrast... To my criticism of the gauntlet, he's actually trying to establish a new women's wrestler in a way that doesn't make her quite feel like just someone who's there. Mm. Just someone who exists, gets pinned in a rubbish match, and you might see them again in a couple of weeks. Like they're trying to do something with uh, Zoe Stark. Mm. This is such a terrible program beyond that, quite bold ish, needed gesture. If you look on the surface of this, it is meant to be the biggest or one of the biggest stars of her generation up against one of the biggest legends of a different generation. It is meant to be the women's wrestling version of Rock Hogan, Hmm. but in in an extended program. And they are given the most lightweight material about ugly fans in a Name in a town whose name you can do the worst pun you've ever heard on. <laughs> Cowardly heel stuff. Don't a bare knuckle fight. It's the most lightweight, rubbish, prop comedy, WWE scripted promo trope nonsense I've heard all year. And they are building it as this absolutely elusive, I can't believe this is happening in the generational meeting. It is terrible. And Triple H, once again, cannot book. Do you reckon this? You know I mean? we always hear about, like... Where are these things that like, you like? You know, you keep saying that there's more stuff I like on this than I don't. Where is it? It's about so to happen. You,
0: I love these at Money in the Bank. I was really disappointed in this, and I'm going to let this play out because okay. I thought the three of them was were fantastic at Money in the Bank, and I, too, like Zoe Stark coming out the other side so- of this. I was begging for, like, dynamite production here. This should have been a video package of Trish Stratus being raging that Becky Lynch has broke her face. Yeah. Like, you know, the one of those, like, we'll hear from Trish Stratus. Yeah. And then it's just, uh, she's backstage. Hiding and, in the shadows. Yeah, like, Zoe's like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And she's like, not that bad. Look at me. I'm absolutely furious. Like, I've had enough of this with Becky Lynch. And that should have been it. It's all yeah. a ruse as well, though, isn't it? I don't think so. Like, I think it's, like, because she's, you could see it on the pay-per-view mm. that her face was all, her nose was everywhere. So like it was, I think it's it's a nice, what it is, it's for nice people to be like side by side as well. Yes. <gasps> Same mask. Same mask as the last time.
1: 2004, go ahead. This is what cinema does. What cinema does
0: <laughs> is that
1: they um, wait, how many years? 18? Nine, 18, 19? 19, yeah. They wait 19 years to do a callback. That's cinema. Another the way the MCU's <laughs> gone, Probably
2: You know, uh, we always hear like, WWE has just preposterous amounts of writers. I might like,
1: have skimmed over that match.
2: Okay, <laughs> you know, like fifty odd writers or whatever. They're drunk, something, something, <laughs> in, something in like insane, like that, isn't it? Something ridiculous amount of writers. Yeah. Do you reckon there's one whose only job is when they use this, there's an opportunity to change the word more to less? It's like Jeff steps in, <laughs> so they're like, oh god, we're just trying to think about what we could. We could write on the Bella Twins uh, <laughs> wall. They've been really, yeah, uh, really done over here by the riot squad. You know, their catchphrase is uh, "Fear more." Jeff, you got any ideas? <laughs> I got something for you. And they're just there, like, okay, okay. So um, why wasn't Trish like where we are? Where where are we? In? Come on, why wouldn't she like where she, where we are? I mean, maybe maybe you know we're in Canada, or maybe something like that. Maybe she just hates the locals. Oh, she hates Becky. Where are we again? See? Uh, we're in Baltimore. Jeff Bob we oh, The way <laughs> 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 time to shine, boy,
0: stand aside. faulty less.
2: <laughs> Genius.
0: See you in six months. Maryland, more like Mary, take off because I want to leave. Yeah. I want to play in as quick as possible. <laughs> yeah. Don't stink. Yeah, you Don't stink and you're ugly as <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're in uh, they're in Buffalo, New York next Monday.
0: Buffalo? Bye son. I'm <laughs> out of here.
2: I didn't realize when they said we were going to be in Buffalo that actual buffalos are going to be in the crowd because that's how ugly you are. You look like a buff I'm saying <laughs> you look like a buffalo. Ooh, got him. Rather
1: right little week after that.
2: Oh, hang on. Now you're testing me. Oh, 17. I have to do the weird stupid
0: Americanism, don't they? Oh, how do you write that?
2: The wrong
0: read, way. Just search Twitter WrestleTix Filter by Sold Out.
1: Yeah, so um, <laughs> weirdly, really That's the best way to do it. Brilliant. We're in Detroit, <laughs> Michigan. Um, uh, Michigan homes. That's what I want to do when I'm there. <laughs> uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, which was why like Atlanta is, because you <laughs> should sink this place to the ground.
0: Atlanta, it's more like shut game. banter, because you've got no crack.
2: <laughs> right, new game just dropped for the raw preview. That'll kill two minutes. Yep. yep. Uh, it's short. Ah. It's- <laughs> not yet, not yet. Well, to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got one of them later though. Stick around. Oh yeah, it's not going to go the way to expect. Uh, Jackie Redmond. Uh, it's her first night on the job, and she's chatting to the lovely Cody Rhodes. Uh, and he mentions, "Welcome to man, uh, I'm not done with Brock yet. Uh, you, you broke my arm. We can't coexist on Raw. I'll fight Brock any tonight, every night." And then he leaves.
0: I like that Cody breaks the rules of Raw. Like, hang on, your business has been conducted.
2: Right? He's got more to do. And he yeah, did, yeah. does interviews in weird places. Yeah. Remember they had that
0: plinth for a while. He got his podium thing, because he's probably like, I remember mean, my dad doesn't mean Gene. I wanted to finish the story of being interviewed on a plinth. Yeah. And, and he's done that. But he does, he'll like cut a promo midway through the show, and it's like, oh, you matter that much that you get more TV time. Like, more wrestlers should be allowed to break the rules that Cody breaks. Like, just because they didn't come from AEW, they, some of them are good too. Yeah, no, <laughs> Uh,
2: and then it was time for the Viking Raiders versus the Alpha Academy. Uh, Chad Gable, Otis, and Maxine Dupree in her first official match, I do believe. Uh, Gable and Eric start us out. Otis comes in and just cleans house, slams Ivor, splashes onto Eric. He does the caterpillar, uh, hits his elbow drop, and the Alpha Academy pose as we go to picture-in-picture. When we come back, the Raiders have taken back over. Uh, Otis lands a double clothesline though, and gets a hot tag to Gable, who, surprise, surprise, um, can work pretty well. He uh, takes over on Ivar, hits a blockbuster, hits Eric with an exploder. He's just great. Um, but Ivar cuts him off. they fight on the second rope, Gable hits a bulldog, um, takes Eric to the outside, hits a diving headbutt on Ivar and then gets the super hot tag to Maxime Dupri. She hits some epic looking arm drags on Valhalla. <laughs> she did the worm.. <laughs> Uh, Gable hits a moonsault onto everyone on the outside, and whilst Valhalla thinks she's got the better of Maxine Dupree, Dupree rolls her up out of nowhere and gets the one, two, three for the Alpha Academy.
1: Can I be the boring twat before he puts it over invariably? Yeah. Cut off her worm. She got kicked in the face. Just let, let, just let her do the worm. Mm. Uh,
0: save it for Paley.
1: Just let got her it. do the worm. People have enjoyed that, and then she looks like a geek who's in, out of her head, in over her head, mm. which maybe that's a story, yeah. but still...
0: It was a pop. Got about 20 pops here. They're saving this one. No, this for was, a, uh, I, really I watched this and went,
2: <clears throat> <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, like, um, <clears throat> Tom McGee's got like, quite a deep arm drag on Bret Hart, considering he's got now else. Yes. Like, and, that's one of the many things that makes... It's
1: an actual, like, drag.
0: Yeah, that makes, like, Vince the Idiot McMahon think, oh, New Hogan. <laughs> like, me and everybody in Baltimore was Vince the Idiot McMahon watching mm. Maxine Dupree's arm drags because it's like, yep, well, she's go it now. It's brilliant. I uh,
1: miss the arm drag in wrestling.
0: A good one. A proper good arm yeah, no, drag. Yeah, not the Ah, <laughs> uh, this is... This this is better than proper wrestling. <laughs> this, this, this is, like, this is shoot goated. Like I want to see stuff that shouldn't be good, be good. I want to see like crowds. I want like this is people getting worked. Like nonsense. This is two thousand WWE too cool or suddenly good. What? Like I, like this Careful. is everything. The worm was saved. I, sacred ground you're treading on there. I completely disagree with Cedric. Like they've saved something. Like, don't give them everything. Like they've had enough. They were going absolutely like itch for the, the arm drags. See Tune in to SummerSlam. T- uh, SummerSlam. It's J. Uso versus Roman Reigns. For the, the, can
2: he finally lose the title? Tune in also. Cody Woods, Brock Lesnar, big blow-off. And will Maxine Dupree to the worm? Yep. Sounds like your copy. <laughs> hey, reveal all the secrets.
0: I thought this was remarkable. Honestly, it's like this. This is a hoot. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 like, I like to see. And like Chad Gable is the one guy, as usual, that can make nonsense great. And Give him the US title. No, he's above that. God knows. He's, not,
2: he's not, is he on this show. I never know. No, the IC's
0: no, on this show now. Gunter. Okay. I'll have Chad Gable versus Gunther again, but like he's leagues above Austin Theory. Should be nowhere near the US. Yeah, title? take
1: it off him and then just Austin Theory can go away.
0: Yeah. All
2: right. We'll do it. Let's do that. <laughs> Uh, we see the uh, spot between Ricochet and Logan Paul at Money in the Bank, uh, and they apparently kept brawling backstage after the match as well. Uh, and Ricochet basically says, uh, "I respect what you did, but you're an arsehole still. Why don't you come face to face with me next week on Raw?"
0: A huge spot for Ricochet, fair play. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be the Summerslam match. Nobody would have predicted Lo- no. like Ricochet was going to be in the Logan Paul. match. I assumed it'd be LA Night or something mm-hmm. like that, wouldn't we? Um, and again, like King of Kings, the Ass Kicker starts it at the Royal Rumble. With the big jump, like brings it back at Money in the Bank, plays it off for Summerslam. Bit of uh, more good booking. No, no, good work from Hunter.
1: So he really assembled that table. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's good because he needs to assemble the table and set it because he's Look been cooking.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and he needs somewhere to put the food yeah. that he's cooked. Yeah. Okay, no, this is good booking. This is good. Booking. <laughs> it is? You, well, you want to look at what they're going to do, don't you? As of man, course, like the, I, they've built it, the yeah. idea. And, you know, Ricochet's going to theoretically get a bit of a rub.
0: Mm-hmm. And like he might as well. Triple H likes Ricochet. Like that Partridge, Partridge, he's got out about him. That Alan Partridge, uh, BBC director. He likes me, Lynn.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I bet Ricochet is he's not a superstar. No. I was nice them a try.
0: Yeah. Like, if all the people like should, don't also, but of all the people. I don't an arse, but all the people you try with, it's him in it. It's ricochet, of all the people who
1: like, like, deserve, like, yeah. all right, okay, maybe we'll give this guy a go because he's a mind-blowing guy at yeah. the best.
0: Remember those like gym videos he did where he's in, like four backflips at like the space of one yeah. like, pad, and it's like, oh, that's better than what literally anybody in the world can do <laughs> yeah. when he's on your roster and look at his body. Uh
2: then it was time for the WWE Women's Championship match, Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. And I was Astonished by this. Where'd this come
0: from? Well,
1: 2014. I was going to yeah. say like yeah. nine <laughs> years ago. This,
0: this morning. Like that's it. Now, honestly, this not to dig out Natalia because I've seen her getting a bit like angry on Twitter with various responses to her, her entire career, basically. But like, sh- the, her last match as good as this was nine years ago. Was it was, against, it was, was. It was shark Charlotte Flaherty. I don't like that's. I don't mean to be cruel. That was the last it's, match where you were like Jesus Christ.
1: Core, Jade.
0: Yeah, there's two rule-proving exceptions. It's like, that doesn't make a whole career, but people, and like, God, no, I've never taken a bump in my life. She's doing these house yeah. show matches with people and these main event matches with people where she's bringing people on. Tons of people speak very highly of her, yeah. so great. Like, let her be a wrestler's wrestler, a coach that happens to be a performer, but as a fan, all I'm watching is a coach that happens to be a performer. And then every now and then you get one of these, and it's going to buy her another, like, nine years of good graces, and, and why not? Because this was a oh, great. I've got a good reason why not. But. <laughs> this is a great piece of business.
1: This is really, really, really good. This really good.
2: So yeah, uh, Natalia jumps Ripley's whilst Ripley's making her entrance for everything that's gone before and uh, and all that. Uh, and then
1: beat down. Mm. Yeah, animosity. I believed it.
2: Omega Osprey-esque smashing of Natalia's head onto the commentary table. Uh, rolls Natalia back into the ring. try tries to fire up, but Ripley nails her with a headbutt. And they battle on the top rope. Natalia comes back with a headbutt of her own. A uh, Big cross body block from the top. And they both are down. Ripley manages to gain control, though. Drop kicks Natalya right in the face to take us to picture in picture when we come back. Natalya's taking back over. She keeps going for the sharpshooter. This time Ripley counters with a big kick. Uh, but Natalya comes back with that discus lariat of hers for a two count. Um, Ripley goes up top. Uh, after kicking Natalia hits a missile drop kick that gets her a near fall she uh, works the prison lock but Natalia manages to roll through to get out of it again Natalia goes for the sharpshooter but Ripley sends her into the turnbuckle um Ripley goes up top and does the whole Eddie Guerrero thing jumps off but Natalia catches her uh, counters hits a running power slam and finally puts her in the sharpshooter Ripley's bleeding in her mouth and desperately trying to make it to the ropes oh my God. yeah yeah yeah, she does, <laughs> she does make it there, though. She uh, bro- makes the, the ropes to break the thing. Um, Ripley's on the outside. Natalia goes for her, uh, but Ripley hits a kick, a headbutt, and then co- brings her back in, hits the riptide. One, two, three. Post-match, Ripley attacks Natalia again, but Liv and Raquel run out to
1: make the save. But this was match of the night for me. I'll tell you one thing. They built the drama to that sharpshooter to such an incredible level that realistically, I didn't think there was going to be a, a, a title change, but I did think, oh, this is when Io comes out. Yeah. Mm. Like, it did. they did establish through the body of a very, very well laid out and worked match that there's repercussions coming from this. This feels like a moment, and it might be the thing that leads to the moment, but something special is mm. happening here. And I was taken aback by the fact that, no, no, the special thing is the match. Yeah. I tell you what, at some level I resent this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the WWE curve. It's this company gives itself so much room to get praise by being so, like, remarkably made for so long. Like, Natalia's career pretty much kind of encapsulates that take. And then she can do this after nine years. I'm not being funny, it's nine years. And it's, she gets the flowers. And it's like, we've got priorities right here. Really, have we? Because you should instead be saying, how is someone who's so vaunted, who gets opportunity upon opportunity, get all this praise for nine year, after nine years of pretty much nothing? After peaking, basically. Is it is that the way we should be appraising this? Or should we be saying, "Where, why, why haven't I seen that? Why haven't I seen that for nine years? Nine years after her peak? This is the company that's booked Randy Orton after 2004, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But in and of itself... Without these cynical macro critiques of the company, this was an exceptional bit of
0: business. There are many wrestlers that look more like they've been in a fight than Rhea Ripley, and I think that's so helpful to matches like this. She just... She looks like sweat-soaked yeah. and disheveled. For and, somebody so... like. The play is a character so physically dominant because of her size compared mm. to so many of the women she wrestles. She's, there's a Brock Lesnar quality here because she's awesome at selling as well. Like, yeah. so like if she looks like she's been in a fight, then that immediately puts over yeah. her she's in the ring with. And, like, how pinished does Charlotte Flair remain Outside of that WrestleMania classic with Rhea Ripley, like you're seeing nothing from Charlotte that suggests that anything has gone right in this time away. And yet, the Rhea Ripley match was like, this is the most epic fight I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And we've had it again with Natalia. And that's not to take away from a day where Natalia is getting a lot of praise, but let's again shower more praise on Rhea Ripley, who's barely been out there wrestling for the last month and a half and yet immediately reminds you why she was elevated to the position and why she is this star and why she was looking for a while like one of the biggest flubs in years. Yeah, come up from NXT. This is that same Rhea Ripley that as a babyface, like had that fantastic match with Shayna Baszler and a great run in the build-up to it. Just so believable. Like, I can't wait for the babyface turn off the back of this heel run because it's the proper one. Like, it's the proper Rhea Ripley babyface turn. She's awesome. This match was fantastic. I couldn't. I could
1: scarcely believe my bloody
2: eyes. I'm, a, I'm genuinely surprised that all the you know all the reports, like you say, coming out, Cody and, and Roman for, for one of the p- big nights at WrestleMania. XL just start leaking that we can have Rhea and Bianca because that's yep. just going to be, if it's anything like this, absolutely jaw dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uh, WrestleMania main event worthy, the Miz. Um, what? Skip, be, skip. It's skip. giving this. Yeah. Okay. Champo wants to fight him. Miz wants to fight him. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of all that. It's now time for this. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five-star review review. Nailed it. ba nah. <laughs> and if you want to suggest something short crap and wrestling related for us to review you can leave us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts or you can leave us a five star rating on Spotify screenshot it we need the proof and then email it to me just like Daryl Falconer has done uh, adam.willborn at whatculture.com um, yeah. Daryl writes hello the Falconer <laughs> <laughs> and thanks you absolute flipping legends he didn't say flipping but I'm not going to make more work for myself well not until we get to the comment section at least Despite Wilborn drinking a Corona, bold strategy Cotton, I thoroughly enjoyed the Money in the Bank live stream with. Hang on, wait a second. There's a thing for this. Oh, which page is it on? God's sake! I really. I'm where is he? Where is he? Where's my best friend? Hang on. A second. I'll get there. Don't worry. I thoroughly enjoyed the Money in the Bank live stream with, in the words of Maxwell Jacob Friedman, one of the only professional wrestling podcasts that's actually worth a f- Since it's America's birthday. And God bless the United States. Naturally, I'm requesting you guys review anything with a preferred comment section. Hashtag freedom. Thanks to all the What <gasps> Wrestling crew, you the ones.
1: Thank you very much nice, for that, Daryl. Thank you. Have we reached a point where we just need to rename the five-star review review? Has it evolved organically into just comment sections? <laughs> <laughs> want to consider maybe this is a bit of a post podcast conversation
0: but if we rename it then it loses the why we really need it which is to fool all the chart algorithms to yeah. make sure that we stay above Jim Corner and the rest of them like if we just people start saying then can you uh, read out pervy comments yes pitch withdrawn pitch withdrawn <laughs> so um we need w- the
2: proof yeah the uh, the way i um meticulously found this was typing in WWE diva sexy 4th july <laughs> <laughs> And YouTube threw back at me, Smackdown... You're going to be
1: on a list. Yeah. Smackdown... Uh, not a good li-
0: not a good list. Certainly not a whatculture.com.
1: This guy's not looking at material that's, you know, illegal, but my God, we think he's too horny. <laughs>
0: There's no circumstantial <laughs>
1: evidence. I think he's too horny for his own good. Let's put him on a list. Make a new list and he could be at the top of it. <laughs> too horny for his own good. So uh, YouTube threw back at me, Smackdown
2: from July 21st, 2006... That's like July I know, it just uh, must have just heard July and gone, oh, best we can do here. Um, diva Search Dance Off. Take me back to 2006. I and don't want to. Diva Search. Hosted uh, by
1: Mike Mizanin, if I'm not mistaken. 2006 was uh, me scrolling through the pages of Power Slam
0: magazine and going,
1: what's this Ring of Honor thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> not me, still watching SmackDown. Uh, the Diva Search was, like, even the Diva Search fell afoul of Vincent Mann. I'm bored of that now. So what was once this thing where it was like a quarter of a million dollars, me surrounded by loads of women, this is gross. Mm. It's quickly become, now I get on the show that I don't even really watch anymore. Uh, it doesn't matter what happens. It turns out that the contract wasn't really for a quarter of a million dollars. There was all sort of dodging around there. Or if it was, the rest of the women's locker room immediately resented the winner instead of resenting the company that paid them out. Um, and, oh yeah, and ECW was about to debut, or was debuting right around this time with Kelly Kelly. She's an exhibitionist. So all the attention was now on ECW to be the most extreme version of... She's going to get her to uh, check it out. One day that towel's going to fall over if it wasn't that bloody magnus? Keep watching. Keep watching. It's going to come off, I swear. And she quite likes CM Punk, which means one day she might quite like you. <laughs> That's the implication. So this was like the diva... Got so. cushy hair.
1: Skinny, fat ass.
0: <laughs> her interests are long walks on the beach and osteoporosis. <laughs>
2: So it was the Divas dance off featuring Jen, Layla, Erica, Maurice, Milena, who was Rosa Mendez, Rebecca, and JT uh, with The Miz hosting. Um, <laughs> it's fair to say The Miz hadn't got quite as comfortable as he is now on the microphone. Oh, <laughs> He reminded me of, of.
0: I hate this guy, Michael. <laughs> he remind- I'm going to beat him up actually for real. <laughs> I'm going to show what the all about. Taker wouldn't stand for this. <laughs> he hey, when did man get him back? Is, t-
1: is, t- is he looking now? <laughs> Would he be impressed by me? If I beat his ass? How hey, the girl spin in his grave? What's that going to do with anything, John? <laughs> I'm so mad. Where's hardcore? <laughs> hey, where's hardcore? Is he looking? No, oh, press that man. Hey, where's hardcore? Spot plug wouldn't have stood for this in the He <laughs> <laughs> got two pins in the I? <laughs> you got two businesses. You would not take them in either. It's like a room used to be a
0: business.
2: <laughs> so Miz is on the mic, and he's very much me doing Tony Khan. So what do you say we get this thing started? <laughs> All right, Jen, you got 30 seconds. And I think the theme, I think someone said in the theme, it was uh, another Divas theme later on. It was like this sexy, funky guitar. Like, bang,
1: bang, bang,
2: And every now and again, you just hit someone in the background on the song go, But then after the 30 seconds, instead of it like just fading out, they just went, it's like a doorbell going on. So uh, I don't know who's on commentary. They say one word. They just go, yes.
0: (laughs) Then when the the ladies start dancing. Imagine a segment. They recycled this segment. Made an entire show and called it NXT. Yeah. Like 2010 to 2012. (laughs) I couldn't work out as well
2: because there's no commentary. There's no like, you know, if we watched this a few years previously, it'd be JR and King obviously making horrific comments. But I don't know whether it's worth just the complete dead silence. with the Right. And then just dancing a bit. And the Miz was trusted to do. I don't know what. I think they were just like Miz, you know, comment on what you're seeing sort of thing. But I've written down every single, single thing he said here because you guys haven't seen it because it's, you know, just them dancing and him saying, there you go. Get bad. Nice job. Oh, and the splits. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he got a um, riz, has he? No. How's he pull Maurice then? Well, this is not got
0: Riz. He's got Miz. He's
2: got Miz. Maybe that's who's the line. Yeah. This is the thing. So we go through. Like I say, we have uh, Jen, Layla, Erica, and now it is the future, Mrs. Mazanin. And you know, you know when you go to a foreign country and you what are you
1: going to say?
2: You can't. Careful. Don't worry. Stick with me. I'm very worried, actually. You can't speak the language. So no, you think, some, we are swine. Yeah. Yeah. So you think, oh, i just say it in my language, but with an accent. So obviously, like I say, in the words of Mike Mizanin, we've had Jen, Layla, Erica, and now we've got. Mannies! <laughs>
1: <laughs> told you I've got a mate who, what an arsehole. Whenever we're on a, a European stag, do, like the main core group, like you put the money into it, you do the big deal. Like no matter which country we've gone to, bear in mind we've never done one in Spain, done Prague, oh, nice. done like uh, three in Germany. Ein Bier pur favor. What a wanker! Like what a complete swine! The worst Englishman cliche you've ever heard in your life.
2: Uh, so I think Maurice's performance was, uh, was might have been the turning point for, for Miz because he he's off mic. So all the others, there you go, get bad. Nice job. And the splits. He's off mic for Maurice's performance. And you just hear him say, I don't think he's saying it to himself, to someone in the crowd, to one of the, the other divas. He goes, oh, that's good. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, she just goes, oh. oh. <laughs> just, just, just catch it. Uh, and then it's the, the future Rosa Mendez's turn. And she's, I think she's got a cowboy hat on. And she like goes, woo, and throws it into the crowd. And he goes, there's a hat. <laughs> Uh, but then on JT's go, JT, they've all been doing all their dances. Layla absolutely nails it, by the way. But JT comes in and they've all been doing their, you know, sometimes climb up on the turnbuckle or do whatever. JT jumps on the bottom rope and then does the splits. And all year, it's Miz go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, Rosa Mendez Molina uh, wins via landslide. And credit to him. Ms. remembers the text vote thing that you have to do for once because mm-hmm. that's job. That was the
1: claim. What are the standards on this podcast, by the way? For, <laughs> for claim.
2: Well, we uh, we go to the comments section once again. These do not reflect the use myself, the Dudley journey or anyone know what culture wrestling. Or oh, Daryl, thank you for suggesting this. Daryl, not specifically, this, but still, there's a there is a comment I need your help with in a bit, Sidge. I've got oh, a bit yeah. confused. Okay. Um, I don't know why someone would call themselves ABCDEFJH. Five BP, but <coughs> they just write. Oh. Erica got a lot of booze, by the way, because she didn't. I don't know, do what the crowd wanted her to do. But ABCDEFGJH uh, five BP runs to a defence. Oh, Erica's a teacher. She's so gentle. Ugh. Oh god. Uh, Maurice Molina nine writes. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Maurice is my favourite diva. And so is Molina. <laughs> um, you remember? Uh, was it, it was Nikki's entrance, wasn't it? Where she'd like pull off the top, and it, there'd be another top underneath. Yeah, yeah. The, a couple of girls do something similar to that. And uh, LG Ortiz writes, "Oh, why did they wear underwear
1: underneath that?" <laughs> <laughs> Standards and practices. Yeah,
2: probably. This was the bit I. Got if I had to guess, where's the tits on this yeah. wrestling yeah, well, show? <laughs> So, this is the comment I got confused with, because it sounded like mm-hmm. a zookeeper's... I don't know, maybe they're on their, like, lunch break or whatever, and they've just taken five minutes. and then But then they also kind of want to provide a bit of an update on their day. <sighs> because uh, DD6483 writes, my monkey is misbehaving and I need to go and spank it.
1: <laughs> so why is that... Then? No, it's not a zookeeper. What? He's not informing people that he's going to take a break. He needs to resume his... Is uh duties J- as a zookeeper. Because Julie, like monkeys are really quite dangerous. Like yeah. they could really like tear your face off if they wanted. So I'm inferring that he would not have time to actually send that no. message out. You'd probably just be in a blind panic. Yeah. So from that, we can probably infer and the content, the the racy content of the mm. video this this mm. man's watching is that he's talking about his cack. Oh and his monkey's misbehaving, so it's like probably like Flopping up a bed, full of <laughs> blood, and it's just like quivering about. Like, I have to check it. Makes, I'm just compelled to check. That makes a so much more sense. Sometimes, you, you know, when you're a younger lad, you got no control over it. <laughs> <laughs> when you're a young zookeeper. You <laughs> yeah, and then when you're a old zookeeper, you can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you just let the animal out. Sorry. Uh There's
2: a comment here from MG69. <laughs> oh, nice.
0: God,
1: just uh, MJ sixty nine. I'm MG. Ah, oh, because I thought it was like Mary Jane sixty nine. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eating pussy already. <laughs> uh, anyway, they don't. I thought pres- I was gonna ooh, take turns, but no, it's sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> Do it already. I don't, uh, <laughs> Oh, a dinner for two with a beautiful
2: view. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sign with that in town for uh, Bongo's bingo. <laughs> of course, there is. Uh, anyway, MG69 just writes, We'd love to see her in a porn. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know, I don't know which one. A porn. <laughs> Again, but look, it's the, the old thing. Was it pronouns pal? Because NDTSC just writes, yeah, it'd be nice to bonk her in that outfit. (laughs) Which one?
0: Copyrighted for the sun.
2: Oh, another one, another, like, one of my favourite things in the comment sections when they're so, like, come on. (laughs) So ready to just be, like, I want to say everything I'm going to do to you. I've got my cock in my hand, and I'm going to write this comment. I'm so excited that I'm going to misspell something. So instead of ounce, they've written... Kyle's written, oh, I'd like to lick every once of her body. <laughs> 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 and uh, finally, I'm just going to
1: respond. I don't know what you mean. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Might be into it, but you can't. You're an idiot, so I can't tell. Final
2: comment here. Once again, these do not reflect the views myself. The dad was joining. What cult dressing? Actually, before we get into it, uh, well, I'll give you the first half. Douglas uh, has written. Guess what Marisa's favourite drink is? It's time,
1: to it's time to play the game! Time to play time the to game! Play game.
2: <laughs> By the way, there's no evidence to support this, and this is not the case. She's a happily married woman, and I don't want to get done for any like libel or slander, but Douglas claims he knows what Marisa's favourite drink is. What do you think it is?
0: She's French, so wine.
2: Uh, <laughs> I just like the fact that someone's thought this What right in the comments.
1: So, what's uh, the first part again? I, I really want to get this right.
2: Guess what, Maurice's favorite drink is?
1: Miz Jizz. I'll oh, tell you what, I'm
2: tempted to give it to you. You're close, not quite. Guess what, Maurice's favorite drink is?
1: My Jizz! <laughs>
0: Getting isolated. Oh
1: my god, God, that's awful. That is awful. Oh god, so let's rapidly
2: move along. Uh, we go back to Monday Night Raw and they accidentally air um Citizen Kane. Oh no, sorry, it was a video on the Bloodline Civil War in <coughs> the Bank Absolute Cinema. Jay, you so opinion Roman Reigns. Roman's facial expressions in this match were absolutely horrendous. They were
0: the best they've ever been in life. Absolutely. You have, to have personified
2: hope. that argument on Twitter of someone sharing the video from behind with the bloke counting down. Half the people going, This is why he's going to Hollywood straight after. Half the people going, This is why he's going to acting school straight
1: after. (laughs) I find it bad.
0: I did not care for the scream that we all saw the camera on doing the direction. In match, he was amazing. I loved it. In the match,
1: it was just too much.
0: Loved it.
2: Rhea Ripley's walking backstage. EO Sky shows up, and I was like, Please just wait. Maybe it's more than two days. She saw teasers. Oh, I might cash it in. Uh, And Ripley says, That'd be the biggest mistake of your life. And then the rest of the, well, Two thirds of the judgment, the remaining Judgment Day show up. Ripley moans about Raquel and Liv and says they're going to regret getting involved. Then it was time for Matt Riddle versus Giovanni. VG. Um, and Vinci jump starts the match, slams Riddle, hits a crossbody, works works on the ankle that obviously Gunther uh, destroyed at Money in the Bank, uh, hits a rolling senton into a moonsault off the second rope for a two count, which is just great. I don't mean to just sort of bypass that, but it was only a minute and a half this match. Vinci goes to the ankle lock, but Riddle rolls through, pins him, and then exactly what I anticipated was going to happen, happens. The rest of Imperium jump in and attack him. Who comes to save the day but one through um, McIntyre? And he takes out Kaiser and Vinci headbuts him, uh, and then he stares at Gunther, who's on the outside, does the, the Claymore countdown and hits Vinci again, uh, because they're obviously heading to SummerSlam, these two.
0: They've got a very hot hand with this Drew McIntyre gun. To think, there's not going to be much beyond this. They're staring at each other. They've had That's all I want. Yeah, they've had a big fight at WrestleMania, and Drew doesn't feel like it's really over. It was a triple threat. He believes he can beat him. He's not scared of his mates. It's it's good stuff. Like it's, it's very very simple, but it's good.
1: It's good people like it. The match should be tremendous. Um, Giovanni Vinci looked fantastic here. Yeah, so good.
0: Perium rolls so hard.
1: Uh, they're class. They're absolutely <laughs> like class. Which still um, weren't involved in quite so many terrible finishes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Which is uh, to say virtually every one of them matches. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to team up. Oh, this is immediately backstage. Riddle and McIntyre are going to tag against Imperium next week. Well, tonight, they're out of the town, please. Uh, and, uh, and then it was time
0: for the Siri, main. show me a night. out oh, I never ever want to go on. Yeah. That one.
2: <laughs> Seth Rollins <laughs> versus Dominic Mysterio in the main event. Um... See, Rollins is in control for most of this, uh, except for when Dom runs away and Ripley gets involved. Um, they r- sing along to Rollins' theme song. Whilst he's in control, we go to picture and picture When we come back, Rollins is in the middle of just doing the three amigos on Dom. He goes up top, but Ripley distracts the ref and him, uh, and Priest hoys him off the top, which allows Dom to take over, stomps on him, targets the injured ribs, of course hits a frog splash, hits another frog splash, goes for a third frog splash, but Rollins gets his knees up. Um, Rollins takes Dom out over the top, hits a big tope onto him, gets him back in, sets up for the stomp, but in comes Damian Priest who immediately chokeslams Seth Rollins for the DQ. Um, he beats the hell out of him, beats him up outside the ring, face first slams him onto the commentary desk. He sets up for a razor's edge. Rollins gets out of it. Uh, but then Dom nails him in the back with the Money in the Bank briefcase. And Dom's like, cash in. This is your chance, Damien. And it looks like he might be. Finn Balor, though, runs down to give, give more of a beat into Seth Rollins. But ugh, inadvertently, he uh, knocks Rollins into Priest to sort of break up the momentum. It looks
1: way guy. better than you are describing. Yeah. No offense, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he knocks- if you had reduced it... It sounds silly. I thought they timed this. He's basically sort of trying to get into it the was ring. It really well yeah. done. This. Um, so
2: then, obviously, Balor and Priest are joining at each other. Dom's like, "Guys, you you're messing this up." Uh, Rollins is like, "I'm getting out of here whilst I get a chance." And pedigree's Dom on his way out as well. Whilst uh, Balor and Priest yell at each other to close the show. Problems for the Judgment Day.
0: Loved all of this, including the screwy finish. Genuinely, like the match was better than the Finn Balor match. By the way, Seth and uh, Don Mysterio having a better match than Seth and Finn Balor, like way more heated, uh, more interesting story to tell about Dominic just simply not standing a chance. Um, and Damien Priest now with a briefcase being a constant threat to Seth Rollins as he should be, if, especially if he's wrestling a Judgment Day guy. It's one thing anyway that Seth now got to have his head on a swivel, but quite another when they're already out there. Um, and I like. I like the finish in putting over the... So again, the, we had the urgency with Brock and Cody. I felt it was that same sense of urgency. They captured something with this non-finish. It was like, oh, right. It doesn't really matter that this match has been thrown out because even Dominic Mysterio is quite keen for Damien mm, to do yeah. this. The Judgment Day United. Like, that's when... Like, if WWE hadn't... It's always the case. If WWE hadn't ruined this over and over and over again, there's a purpose for this kind of thing sometimes. Yeah. And Dominic's like, Dominic Mysterio, all of a sudden, is seeing the bigger picture. This young little squirt is trying to keep this together because, like, Damien could win the belt, and that's great for the Judgment Day. So that all feeds in quite nicely. To Sidgwick's point, like, genuinely very convincing. Oh, this has happened in the heat of the moment when wrestling always contrives to have these things occur. They could watch it back. Yeah. The characters could watch this back. Yes. And not immediately think, oh, you've done this. Same as the finish at Money in the Bank. What are you doing? I was doing this. I thought you were doing this. Misunderstanding. Like Dominic Mysterio, I can't get them back on the same page, all that kind of stuff. The pedigree on Dominic was really funny. Yeah. Like genuinely a good bit of patter from Seth to be like, right, I'm the escaping baby face. How can I not look like I'm yeah. running away? Do that. So that was good. Like they're too busy with their own nonsense. So I'm just gonna have a bit of fun with this. My night. Loved it. Super invested in this judgment day thing. Like, is Damien Priest gonna be booted out by like JD McDonough coming in? Is Finn gonna I don't isolate the JD himself? McDonough? Well, hopefully not. But, like, is that a thing? He's not been
1: around for a while, has he?
0: No. Is like, Finn going to want to hide? Yeah. Mm. Like, Finn, Twist. Finn wants him out, but do they, would they rather have Damien around than Finn?
2: Like, I, I, And the briefcase means they could keep the title in the Judgment Day. Is the only reason
0: he's keeping Damien around? But, like, Priest is clearly being positioned as yeah. the babyface coming out of this, and you can't really babyface Dominic and Rhea. I, I don't know where it's going, and I'm. Really interested in it. I'll tell you what, I liked
1: everything in the post-match. I wasn't as high on the match like Dominic Mysterio has outlived his usefulness. <laughs> he peaked at WrestleMania, and the genius, I can't kind of believe genius and Dominic Mysterio can be used in the same sentence, but oh my God, of all people, Triple H. I think this the is the most weird, clause-filled sentence ever. <laughs> the genius of Triple H booking Dominic Mysterio, what? <laughs> I can't believe that's coming out of my mouth. What an absolutely amazing job Triple H did. Up to and at WrestleMania. I've seen the catharsis of this little brat getting his ass kicked, and it's never hit the same after that for me. There's certain things that he's not very good. He's Dominic Mysterio He's outlived his uselessness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <has, he> <laughs> Dominic Mysterio, where uh, you happen to not be a very good wrestler. <laughs> um like little things that just I'm a nerd about so when I watch him, I'm like, ah, that's taking me out of it. That's taking me out of it. Like he's about to do the pedigree. Here's my arms. Like, here's my arm, Seth. He just telegraphs everything he does. Then when he's meant to take this really cool, oh, he's just got his head blown off, and then he's being like just lariated out of the ring. He just takes that bump in the most like oh, there's always an extra movement. It's off. Oh, <laughs> be less rubbish, please.
2: <laughs> I do like the idea though as well of maybe Finn just keeps Damien Priest around, and uh, he does cash in on Seth Rollins, wins the world title, big celebration the next night on Raw, and they go. Up you go. And he puts Damien Priest on Dominic's <laughs> shoulders. Big thumbs up from Finn Balor. Thumbs down, motherfucker. Electric chair. See you later. No one Also, where was Seth Rollins' lifelong best friend, Carmelo Hayes, when he's getting the crap out of <laughs> mind, I was confused by that. Anyway. Uh, this has been the Raw Review. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter, at what Culture WWE Watch that you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn... Follow us all at what WWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, myself and Dadleys will be back to look ahead to NXT tonight a little bit later on. And, of course, if you want to, just like Daryl Falconer has done, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or do it on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And email it to me, adam.willborn at whatculture.com. But for now, this has been the Raw Review. My thanks to the Dadly boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.